podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World, the podcast featuring teenage entrepreneurs who are taking risks, innovating, and making a difference with purpose and passion. I'm Diana Drake of the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Business is people, and our podcast introduces you to enterprising teens who are aspiring to be tomorrow's business leaders. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has been on our hearts and minds for the last month. As global citizens, we all want to have a global perspective toward our understanding of current events, and we also want to commit to being informed, curious, and engaged with issues of international importance. Still, global crises like the war in Ukraine can feel far away and inaccessible. Today's guest is embracing her heritage and her entrepreneurial mindset to bridge that distance. Jaysa Oliver is a junior at Leechburg Area High School in Pennsylvania. On the day of the first bombings in Ukraine, February 24, 2022, she launched a website to showcase charities benefiting Ukrainians. A simple idea with a much broader mission of spreading awareness about the crisis in a country to which she feels deeply connected. Jaysa, thank you for joining us on Future of the Business World. Hello. So your great-grandfather, Dmitro Buryaki, was 24 when he arrived in America from Ukraine in the late 1800s. He went on to work as a crane operator at Pittsburgh Plate Glass in Ford City, Pennsylvania. What does that Ukrainian heritage mean to you, especially now as war wages in Ukraine? So definitely now, um, I feel even more proud to be Ukrainian. I always have had an interest in my cultural background. My family, especially my dad's side, has always tried to figure out more of just like, oh, where did he come from? Where did she come from? What did they do? Stuff like that. And especially since my grandparents are, well, my grandma is still alive. She can obviously tell um, us more about her dad and her mom and what her dad did and even his siblings that some are still in Ukraine. She says she still has um, relatives in Ukraine. Some went to Canada, she said. Uh, so there's, she's, she definitely knows there's still relatives near Kiev. Um, and she said her dad always used to send them packages, uh, stay connected to them as much as she could. So. And do you try to kind of connect? She's around here, isn't she? Does she live close to your house? Yeah, she still resides in Ford City where um, my dad grew up and all his siblings. So she's still in that area. Yeah. And do you guys get to do Ukrainian things together, like cook? Yeah. On Christmas 2018, my uncle rented out a kitchen in this old supermarket that he bought. And my family and I, cousins, uncles, aunts, we all got together and made cabbage rolls together, which is definitely a Slavic dish, whether it's Russian, Polish, uh, Ukrainian, different. It varies in what region you go. But we all made cabbage rolls together for our Christmas party. We always have huge Christmas parties because it's just my dad's side's a, just huge. He's like nine siblings that have kids that have kids. So just so many people that are all so close, just a lot of love and support for each other. Wonderful. It just sounds like you celebrate your culture on a regular basis. And I love that. So let's get to your work. 
because it's really interesting. Sometimes the simplest of ideas can have the greatest impact. Can you tell me more about your website, How to Support Ukraine? What exactly it does? What's the purpose? And and when um, when you launched it? So it launched on February 24th, as you mentioned, the uh, first day that Russia bombed Ukraine. I came home from school and just did some of my schoolwork and then immediately just got to it. I knew there was a website that you could make websites with. So I'm like, that's where I'm going to go. The purpose was I was seeing all these charities just being thrown around on Instagram on people's stories. And I'm just like, there's just so many. And I'm like, I wish there was just an area where there was all of them just in one area, easy, accessible, um, easy to access and just still in one area. So I was like, well, I could do that. And that's what I did. I collected all these charities from a lot of them came from the Kiev Independent, which is a group of journalists that were actually fired from the government in Ukraine. And now they just do their own work. A lot of the descriptions and charities came from there. Uh, charities that were just shared by Ukrainians I follow on Instagram. Had it all in one place on the website, and it was more like a clearinghouse or a central area where people could come and, and do their part to help Ukrainians right now during the crisis and during the war. Has it been exciting in the past month? Um, you know, it sounds like you had a real drive to to create this immediately because you felt so connected to your culture. Um, what has happened since then? Well, this has happened since then. This podcast that was in the newspaper, um, front page, actually. I was so excited when I saw that. And my mom bought like six newspapers because my grandma would definitely want like six of them just to hand out or just to keep just... My grandma's definitely also been a huge part in this. I've definitely gotten closer to her because I don't get to see her that much since she's a little bit farther away, but I've definitely connected more with her, just making sure she's okay, supporting her, knowing that I'm here and that our whole family's here for her because without her, we wouldn't be these amazing Ukrainians that we are. So uh, she spread the word. She's a talker. So she spread the word. Um, she actually told me about she goes to Ukrainian Catholic Church in Ford City. Um, there wasn't ones around here when her dad first got here. There wasn't any Ukrainian Catholic Church, just Roman Catholic, because that's what the majority were. Same thing with my mom's side. They're, they're Czechoslovakian. There wasn't any Ukrainian Catholic or Slovak churches around here. So she actually took me to a prayer service there. We donated some money and everything because... The people there have Ukrainian like counterparts that were in Ukraine. So that's where the money was going. So just nice things like that, that she and she just spreads the information around because she's so proud. So it's nice to see her spread the information around, too. Absolutely. You've got grandma and the Internet. Those are two very powerful forces. So and it really kind of leads into what I want to ask you next. So, um, you know, I talked a bit about our role as global citizens when I was introducing you. And really behind the bright lights and the big headlines are actual people who are on the ground experiencing this war firsthand, both in Russia and Ukraine. Um, A global perspective is also important for business because knowing the people and the markets you are serving um, is really crucial. I'm just wondering what you've learned about the importance of connecting people to the humanity of this crisis, right? Because I feel your website, that's sort of at the heart of it. 
is that you want people to see that this is real and these charities are real and these these ways that they're suffering are real. Yeah, I feel like, especially since I grew up in a small town and there's just a lot of small towns surrounding more small towns, maybe people feel like they aren't as connected to it as if they were living in maybe closer to Pittsburgh or New York City where they have just... Uh, I guess, parades like supporting Ukraine that have been going on everywhere in all different types of countries. I just feel like maybe small town people feel like they can't really make an impact. But with my website, I made basically a one-way ticket to where you can help. It's so easy. You could just donate money if you you can. So, and that's that makes a huge impact because just providing, human, you, you could save a life. You don't, you have no idea. So, you're all connected, especially with the internet nowadays. Like I said, I can follow, I follow Ukrainian artists. I see their lives daily. And especially like compared to back then with other wars, maybe over here, we weren't so connected to Germany or Poland and stuff, but we definitely, it's like the day of technology. We're all connected, especially with business, um, which has been a huge part of this businesses stopping, uh, businesses stopping business in Russia and all that stuff. Is a huge part of the war effort in trying to uh, just help it come to an end as soon as possible. Absolutely. So we talk a lot about innovation on future of the business world, right? Um, thinking of new ways to tackle problems and innovation in a crisis is really necessary. For instance, we've seen many examples of entrepreneurial thinking during the COVID-19 pandemic around things like the broken supply chain. People are trying to come up with solutions for all of it. In addition to your website, I'm wondering what innovation are you seeing that's directly related to this crisis? Do you believe that innovative thinking might help Ukraine survive and get even stronger? And you know, will the, the Ukrainians kind of have that resilience that's really important to on, an entrepreneurial mindset? Ukrainians definitely have that resilience. They're very strong-willed, love their country, their freedom. They cherish their culture. They're very proud to be Ukrainian. They're not going to let Putin or Russia take that away from them. And I've seen a lot of innovation, actually, um, on Instagram guides to, like, how to make a potato candle. with Because, like, you know, no electricity, reserving rainwater because their water supply gets cut off. Even how to make Molotov cocktails to defend yourself. Uh, I even saw a TikTok where this Ukrainian girl shows you how to operate a Russian tank. And it's just crazy because like these Ukrainians are just unbelievable people. They are just amazing. And Putin definitely did not expect this much resilience from the Ukrainian people. Why is the understanding of different cultures essential to the future of the business world? It's nice just to be involved in other cult other cultures just to have so much background because other cultures is connecting to other people and these are people if you own a business that you would be trying to appeal to and just understanding other people's culture and possibly their struggles that they face of maybe being a minority um and just you really gain respect and empathy when you involve yourself in other cultures that you might, it may be something clicked and you're like, huh, I'd never realized that before. But now that I'm aware of this person's like how they live, it's just in a business, you're trying to appeal to everyone you possibly can. So 
and especially in a respectful way uh, of respecting other cultures. It's just understanding individuals and their struggles or their, their culture in general, how to celebrate it. Yeah, empathy is a really important word there that you used. What can we all learn from Ukraine right now? You talked about resilience. What else do you think we can learn? What lessons can we take away from what's happening? People can do great things, especially when they band together. Uh, Wars and crises are horrible things, but they really do make people just come together and just show how strong human beings are and how much especially when you have that love for your country and just your people and just that passion just for other human beings in general, it's crazy what people can do when they actually just cooperate with each other. And I don't think people realize how much power you can have if you just learn to love each other and just to help each other out. It's like, you can do things, you can defeat wars, you just, need a little bit of help from other people sometimes, that's all. And what have you discovered about yourself through this process, through putting up the website, through connecting more with your grandma, through really tapping into your Ukrainian heritage? I myself learned that I can make a difference. I never thought this website would gain this much traction or this much attention. I never thought I'd be on the front page of the newspaper or be talking to you right now. I never pictured that in my life, even that wasn't my goal was, wasn't to gain attention or fame for myself, but for awareness about the Ukrainian people, which is what I'm doing right now, talking to you and being in the newspaper. I just never expected it to someone like me, just like a 17 year old from Leechburg that no one probably knows about to just make a difference. But it just goes to show that you can, no matter where you come from, your background, how old you are, you can definitely make a difference. Yeah, I mean, you really see that um, your voice is powerful. Yeah. All right, so I like to ask each guest on Future of the Business World, if you can change one thing in the world, what would it be? Hmm. Definitely, it's unrealistic, but I wish like all this hate towards other people of other maybe like ethnicities or race would just go away, but it's unrealistic because you can't have love without hate. It's a relationship and you always have bad people, but there'll always be good people to, you know, take those bad people out. I'd also love to get rid of just, there's so many borders, whether it's state borders, country borders. My world culture teacher always said that God didn't create these borders. We're all from the same tree of humanity, we're all human beings. Um, so I just wish like people could let go of those borders and those stereotypes because they're so, just so constricting and restricting. You wish you could just let go of these borders and these groups and these titles and just be human altogether. You just wish you could get rid of those, you know, the hate and those stereotypes and those borders that people hold on to so much. Let's wrap up with our lightning round. Try to answer these questions as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, a product or service that you simply can't live without? Probably the, my phone and the internet. <laughs> Something about Ukraine that you wish more people understood? Ukraine is a separate culture from Russia, own language, own culture, own traditions, own beliefs. Ukraine is Ukraine, Ukraine is not. 
Russia. What would you be caught binge watching at midnight? Definitely crime documentaries. <laughs> okay. And what entrepreneur would you invite to lunch and why? Andrew Carnegie is a pretty interesting fellow. He's from around the area. Uh, it's difficult because a lot of these entrepreneurs or billionaires are like, oh, their morals are kind of weird. But when Andrew Carnegie passed away, he donated like 90% of his earnings to like schools and like opening that libraries and stuff. So he seems like a pretty morally good guy. All right, Jason. Well, thank you for joining us on Future of the Business World. You're welcome. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.